Hey folks, this is going to be just a quick episode of a series of rants cut from various uh, episodes. I hope you enjoy and understand if you pass. Bye. Other than that, my niece uh, took me to the gym today and because uh, she's fucking super athlete. Um, fucking rookie of the year for university rugby team. And I was getting her to show me core exercises. So oh man! I just like slowly keel over throughout this. I'm done. <laughs> Fair enough. She's like nineteen, twenty now, I guess. But like, I was like, all right, well, I gotta go home and take a nap. And she's like, yeah, I'm gonna meet up with all my friends after getting my nails done, and then I'm gonna go to party all night. I'm like you, this is coming for you too. Yeah. <sighs> That's intense, though. That's uh, when, especially like, if you're not used to it, going from little core exercises to like athlete level core exercises is a different story. <laughs> she took pity on me, like she was so nice. Uh, she's just like, oh, just make sure you're not putting too much weight on there because you're really gonna want to get the full uh, six reps. <laughs> Thank you, Madison. <laughs> <laughs> she's awesome oh my god um yeah though this will tie in good uh i hope you don't mind if we diverge a little bit i've did the yeah, the 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 oldest thing i've ever done today and i don't know i'm gonna get your judgment call at the end of it whether or not i should be ashamed of myself or uh, lauded for what i did okay now i'm curious so, uh, just to introduce everybody, this is going to be a quick episode. It's uh, just me and Brian here. Um, We're gonna uh, hit you with the with the quickie, boys. With the quickie, mm. uh, nothing like a quickie. I do like the idea of calling this a uh, show me yours where we're going to go back and forth uh, kind of like uh, how we're bringing it back at the end of the episodes where we talk about what we're watching now. But there's all these amazing shows that maybe even had a short run or CDs, everything that gets missed in the past that like part of the, the reason that I want to do this show is to be able to build a community and mm -hmm. share cool shit. So this is yeah. our chance to like one-on-one -on -one, uh, share stuff that either the other person likes or you love and just want to talk about. Mm -hmm. um, before, we Very get, true. before we get to that though, I, I, did a, I did a thing today. So I don't know if you've noticed on the radio, on the TV, there's been a lot of advertisements for CBC podcasts. No. Okay. I have not. Like every time that I go upstairs, there's another uh, like commercial right now on for Let's Make a Sci-Fi. I've seen it a dozen times at the gym, on the TVs. It's everywhere. It's constantly on. It's on a couple of different channels even. Like they're really pushing this show. Huh. Um, here's the core concept of it. Three comedians want to write a serious sci-fi uh, show. So they're going to get together in a writer's room and they're going to pitch ideas. They're going to go through it, write out all of the thing, pick an idea. Uh, they've got Neil deGrasse Tyson coming on. They've had uh, writers that worked on the Star Wars, the Clone Wars uh, cartoon series. And uh, they're going to show you the whole process of building a sci-fi. And then at the end, they're going to have professional voice actors come in and read the script that they've written. 
that sounds pretty cool, right? Yeah, that's different. Hmm. And what's this called again? Let's make a sci-fi. Let's make a sci-fi. Huh. The people that they brought on, the hosts, are pretty good. But this has been a constructed podcast, which I guess we're at that point in podcasting. We kind of have to accept that, like, corporations are going to do this and stuff. It still seems independent and interesting. Dude, Mm -hmm. the formatting, they went with a fucking true crime format. Like, let's make a murderer. And it, oh, okay. Oh, I was so fucking annoyed. The first five minutes of every episode is a recap of the previous episode. And I'm like, oh. this, this isn't radio, man. Like, does no one <laughs> at CBC honestly understands how a podcast works? Yeah, that's weird. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I was pissed. And like, while I was having my breakfast this morning, I, I sent an email to CBC deriding them like I, I tried to be really polite about it i was like hey guys <laughs> uh long time listener of podcasts i just want to let you know that you seem to have an interesting concept your cast is interesting i'm on episode three and i don't know if i can keep listening to your show uh i <laughs> i don't think that you should be uh i think that you should find your own sound and stuff but like it's a 20 minute episode Five minutes of it is dedicated to a flashback to the previous episode and what you're doing. It is completely like, I don't know if whoever's building this only listens to true crime or is from a radio background, but you you need to mix stuff up because I will never recommend a CBC podcast to anyone because this is terrible. <laughs> yeah. I was this a little... is a, so doing a little digging on this podcast real quick. Doing the, the young Brian. Here. <laughs> um, so the podcast is produced by. Uh, it's called Kelly Kelly. Kelly and Kelly is the uh, the production company that basically makes the podcast. This company is founded by Chris Kelly and Pat Kelly, who look like they're related just based off their eyes, mm-hmm. um, and the fact that both their last names Kelly. But one of the hosts of this show uh, is her name is Maddie Kelly, and I'm I'm guessing there's a little bit of relation here, <laughs> a little bit of nepotism going on. Yeah, I'm I'm a little disappointed, and also not surprised that they put out a subpar product because the... you're not looking at best in industry. Then you're looking at you know giving someone a leg up over some other people. And, and the thing is, in the, the moments, because you don't really get the writer's room, you just get snippets of, like, rapid fire of what's happening. Because, again, mm. it's like it's being hosted by a true crime uh, guy. Like, they even got the comedian that's, like, doing the narrating to go into a slower thing. As Tambor is right about here, and he's explaining that he's got a great idea about sea monkeys coming up on land, and that's going to be the hero but he's got to save it for later. I'm like, you fucking idiots. Like, you, <laughs> you shit in the bed. Uh, God, it... Uh, <laughs> but this lady, they threw her under the bus so fucking hard, this Maddie Kelly, because, like, uh, she's funny, but the only snippets they used of her is making dumb jokes where, like, her her sci-fi idea that they clipped in 
was going to be that uh, there was a Princess Diana-like character and her friend Gleepglorp got sucked down a tube and she was going to the center of the earth to save her. And it sounds dumb. And then the other idea was that there was going to be a stampede of horses in space that run over old people. But because of the repetition in every episode, they've painted this woman to look borderline mentally retarded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like it. Oh my god. That sounds like a just I don't know. I like the idea of constructing a podcast just doesn't seem it it seems forced. And who knows, maybe someone just had a good relationship with CBC and sold it to CBC. Yep. Uh maybe it's that way, but I have a feeling CBC I uh, was like, we need to get in the podcast game. We need to have our own original content. How do we create original content? Let's find these people. Oh, there's this agency, Kelly Kelly. They they seem to they seem to develop these kind of things. Okay, let's hire them. And then that's how this was born. That's my guess, just based off how I know uh, how I know corporations work. <laughs> people like <laughs> making it, a murderer. Let's make it sound like that. Yeah. That's that's frustrating. Uh, taking an interesting concept and just ruining it. I'm telling you, man, every CBC podcast I've ever listened to has the exact same cookie-cutter formatting, too, which I also mentioned in my email. is like, you're n- not doing this right. And it they even decided for this one to go to the 15-minute. And, I like, I don't know. I haven't talked to any of these people, but I've done enough research, and I'm reading the books that like people are talking about this 15 minute time limit because you want to be able to have an entire episode in people's drives to work and the average drive to a work or home is 15 minutes. People listen to podcasts more than just driving. They do it when they're cutting their lawn, when they're at the gym, when they're going about their day, while they're at work. The 15 minute thing doesn't always work. And it just I yeah. I feel like this is the the thing that irritates me about all of this is that we're doing this, we're doing it for the love of it, as much as I may dream about other things more down the line. It's like, really, you can only do it because you love it. And if we have a corporation, like the CBC Podcasting Corporation, there, we have Canadian podcasters who are busting their ass and doing amazing podcasts, and we're good we have an opportunity to define the Canadian voice and put it out into the world where, you know, Netflix has come in, American television shows have come in. We're losing Canadian actors to Hollywood every year, which is great. Go make your money. But like, we have a chance to have a little bit of a voice in the world and like help people out. And we're just going to sell it to Kelly and Kelly. Who's going to make something as empty like it's fucking Oreos. You want something yeah. small and consumable? Fucking make Oreos, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for letting me vent. This w- but they better be double stuffs. They better be. I mean, go make Oreos. They better be double stuffs. Don't make any of that thin shit. I like. I was on their Twitter. It says Canada's public podcaster, critically acclaimed, highly addictive. Have you you listen to a lot of podcasts? Have you heard anybody talk about a CBC fucking podcast before? No, I didn't even know this was a thing <laughs> until you just told me. 
Oh my god. I'm just so furious that we have this avenue to help people out. And yeah, people that are like further up the line than us, that are far more established, that have defined their sound and found their audience. You're not going to give them an opportunity. You're going to... And I hate radio. And I imagine this is just... They're bringing people over from radio that seem confident in talking about like they know what they're doing. And they're just guessing and throwing out the same shit. And they're going to do what they did to radio in podcasting. And it fucking infuriates me. Yeah. That's... that's I would be infuriated by that as well. I'd be very infuriated by that. Now, that being said... I still, I still, uh, I don't mind if a corporation gets involved in podcasting if they, if they're enabling, if they're creating a platform. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the thing. But there's a fine line between like enabling good content and creating a platform for people and just throwing something out there for the sake of having something out there. Yeah, I, and this is this is something I've felt from a business perspective, and I deal with this in my job day to day. Is uh, so for those listeners that don't know, I'm in sales, and sales is uh, you know I'm not like a used car salesman. I'm not a sleazy sales guy, and I have I have a philosophy when it comes to sales, and the philosophy is is that I'd rather be a trusted advisor of a client and almost almost a partner and have that partnership then just throw shit at them <laughs> and just be like hey you want to buy this 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 is a cool product this is that right uh for me i'd rather create the relationship build a relationship uh it a it's twofold one you you actually you're more successful and your client is more successful and that should be the goal of sales, right? Like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna sell services or something to someone, I wanna sell those services because I want the client to be successful. I want them to reach their goals. I don't want to just give them shit for the sake of giving them shit. I think that's the wrong idea. Yeah. It relates back because that's what I feel CBC's doing is just give them shit for the sake of giving them shit. <laughs> no, if we're the if we're the client Provide us with something. Build that value. Build a partnership with us. Provide us with the content that we want to hear. Yeah, that's just yeah. my take. They're five years behind the times, and and like I, yeah, I'm not agreed. calling for anybody to lose their jobs. I'm definitely not that way. And I think you raise a great point by saying corporations can be welcome, and they do add a lot of value because they can come in and tell you when certain ideas are getting over the top and might push people away, not saying you make it so generic that everybody likes it. We'll leave that to TV when you need to sell 200,000 people. I'm watching a show as opposed to your core of 30 or 40,000. But like, yeah, exactly. Like I'm on here and I'm, there's some stuff that looks genuinely interesting, but I, from what I've listened to of a few of the shows, it's so they're trying to rip off what other more successful shows have done. And there's just so much opportunity for Canadian stories 
and Canadian content to come out, like make interesting radio dramas again. You know, not everything has to be true crime. Yes, get into that market. There's money there. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like I just, the whole thing is a little weird to me. I scroll down and I see this. White Hot Hate follows an extraordinary case of Canadian journalist who infiltrated the international neo-Nazi extremist network. Host Michelle Shepard explores the rise of white supremacist accelerationism. That sounds pretty fucking cool. But, like, there's just other stuff in here that's just hot garbage. And it feels like we're boxed out. Like, mm-hmm. and, and why? Like, when I found out about the Canadian Podcasting Awards, which I thought was pretty cool, why is that hidden? Like, how can we not be building these communities of Canadian podcasters? Like, well, and at what point do you kind of got to create some sort of hybrid? Because, like, I, you know, there's the Canadian Broadcasting Awards, I believe, is a thing. Yeah, Canadian Broadcasting Awards. And then you also have the Junos. I think the Junos are still a thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm curious if they're called anything else. No. So the Canadian Music Awards, and then you have the Canadian Screen Awards, right? So uh, it's not surprising that you have the Canadian Podcasting Awards. But at what point when it's a smaller market do you say hey maybe we just need to combine a few of these into just one larger platform uh, and have content awards or at what point does podcasting become part of and maybe there is maybe there's a juno for podcasting juno awards (laughs) podcasting i don't know yeah yeah but at what point does that become a bigger thing yeah, and it, even just having the tools and the ability to start building uh, what Canadian podcasting is, like I, I don't need an award. It would be cool to have an award ceremony if it was genuine and from the audiences and stuff. But uh, I don't know. Oh, but I, wow. I feel fucking ancient sending an email, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like what you're doing, and I need you to know about it. I couldn't just keep it to myself. <laughs> you actually, you you full out went down the email rabbit hole. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have the request received uh, from the support channel. My my request number and everything. I was just like. Wow! Just hearing what was possible for the concept that they wanted to build, and for somebody that's an aspiring writer, hearing oh this is going to be a writer's room, and then getting none of it, I was like, what the fuck is happening here? And I was like trying to jog on the treadmill, and I was having to fast forward another four minutes to see if they were done recapping the previous episode, and then the episode's basically over. Like this isn't Dragon Ball Z, man. I don't need to hear what happened last week. This week, yeah. <laughs> last week on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> last week on I... CBC podcasts, we'll talk about what we talked about two weeks ago. I'm going through all the Juno Awards right now, and I am not. Uh... Yeah, I went through all of them, and they have 
like it goes deep it's like best uh metal heart slash hard music <laughs> they call it hard <laughs> music <laughs> uh album of the year danko jones <laughs> danko jones is he still around holy shit yeah, danko jones is a nominee oh my god then there's like electric album of the year music video of the year album artwork of the year recording engineer of the year jack richardson producer of the year uh global music album of the year contemporary christian slash gospel album of the year but nothing for podcasts yeah yeah that's uh the and it's podcasts are an audio platform right so like does this define and people could say well it's just music but there's a stand-up comedy album of the year so it's clearly not just music. So. I honestly feel like when it's in the hands of people from radio and then they get the actors and comedians in, they're always using it as a springboard to something else as opposed to yeah. appreciating the medium, which sounds overly like artistic and like flavorful. Get what you can get, but respect what you're here for and the listeners along the way. Like, there's supposed to be a bond and uh, something felt between the hosts and the people listening. Not just, like, I'm not just consuming from you. We're, it's a two-way thing in a weird, weird way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, I, uh... I agree with that. Hmm. Trying to think if the, I was trying to find a segue. <laughs> I can't even find a segue. Well, we talk about the death of the of radio. Let's talk about Mac Miller because he's dead. No. At least uh, Mac uh, Miller had the good. <laughs> at least Mac Miller had the good grace to die at an early age and not drag it out like CBC Radio. Yeah, Jesus. He just uh, missed the Twenty Seven Club, eh? Yeah, he did just miss the 27 club. Uh, he actually has a bar about that. <laughs> uh, uh, is that for radio play? Like to to get the attention yeah, of a waning audience? Fan base. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is off topic, but I'm writing a Midnight Owl episode and I'm railing against TikTok. If you have any uh, thoughts or condemnations on it, I would gladly use it. <laughs> Oh, TikTok. Uh I think TikTok uh I think TikTok is a interesting platform. And there are there are some really like I think it gives platforms like that give exposure to some people who deserve exposure. Like there are some funny ass people out in the world that have no exposure and TikTok has kind of helped them gain a bit of a following. Mm-hmm. Um but then there's the whole culture of people that just dance on TikTok, and it's like dances that I can fucking do myself. I'm a I'm a mid thirties fat white dude, but I can go huh, 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 huh. like the amount of times I'm driving around like to pick Serena up from daycare, and I've seen like just girls in their front yard recording each other do like 
the dumbest arm dances ever. Yeah. And it's like, you're literally, and it's always, it's always white chicks, by the way. Uh, <laughs> it's always white girls. <laughs> it's like, yo, white girls be dancing with their arms more than anyone I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my God. I, I don't know what it is, what it is that makes you think that this is good, but like, like, and, and it's not even like, it, a lot of times it's just arms. There's no like body movement in it. There's it's just arms. It's like this is depressing to watch. <laughs> it's incredibly depressing. Oh. Uh, so in that sense, I think TikTok can can probably contribute to dumbing down, uh, <laughs> dumbing down the next generation <laughs> in a very depressing way. Yeah. Uh, and I haven't seen it yet. But I can see TikTok becoming kind of that platform. Like Twitter, when it first came out, was very, uh, like, all I ever saw was funny tweets, funny comedians, like, shit like that on Twitter. And then Twitter, like, somewhere along the line evolved into, like, the worst fucking place for political commentary ever and the most toxic. Yeah. Uh, and then they started banning people that were on the right uh claiming everyone's far right and then it just became an echo chamber <laughs> for the most part yeah uh, and, and it's just man if you if you are on the left if you are on the left politically twitter is twitter and reddit are where you want to be for the most part right um so yeah uh the the whole elon musk trying to buy twitter i i wish it would happen because i would love for that platform to just get back to the point where it's uh, a it's it's not an echo chamber anymore, at least yeah. it's still already and it's never going to change from basically a political platform at this point. Well, they have um, even tried to politicize Spotify and it just yeah. like, internally. It's crazy. I don't know. Yeah. But. You raise a valid point. I didn't mean to distract us too much from Mac Miller. It's just I find it so vapid. I'm going to act like my wife. My wife's going to act like her kids. <laughs> We're going to dub to something, someone else's original content. And, like, I have not trying to yuck anyone else's yum. If you enjoy it, you enjoy it. You don't have to explain to me. I'm sitting here on a Saturday night doing a podcast for attention. I get it. But call it what it is. Like you're flexing your ass in front of the the uh, fucking camera. It's not because you have a great personality that I'm here. Yeah, it's like well, that's the other thing too. Is the more platforms, I'm I'm I I'm on social media, but I really don't do much on social media. I don't surf it a lot. I really don't spend a lot of time on it. I basically check messages from people. And if I'm taking a shit, maybe, maybe I'll be on Instagram. It's very unlikely, but maybe. Uh, to me, social media is incredibly depressing. Yeah. And I think it it's slowly going to eat away and be part of the decline of the of intelligence in the human mind. <laughs> That's what I honestly feel. I have very strong viewpoints on social media, and uh, I want to needle. I think it really, what it does to young people, 
and how it how it makes them feel and the shit that people do it's because of it it's absolutely nuts i can't wrap my head behind it i just there's so i really hope that by the time sabrina's old enough to be on social media that it's changed but i doubt it will have i am so glad the dumb shit that i did in high school doesn't exist today because i was a fucking idiot i was a child of course i was but mm. uh you know, fingers crossed the the next generation can see how stupid this is and just move away from it. But uh, yeah, they're so competitive and I get it. Like I, I've stepped away from social media for so many reasons. The political stuff you talked about, I'm not interested in hearing it. I'm going to read what I'm going to read and I'm going to develop my own opinions. I'll try to get up on the news and I'll pick whatever party seems right. But then like the competitiveness of like, the photoshopped and you know we're going on vacations and making it look like you've been on more vacations than you have and you know the beautiful life at home and all this weird shit is just so dark to me that like you can't just enjoy yourself and like i know that i have to use it for the show to to find more people (laughs) but i'm like i just fucking hate it so like i've been just dicking around i'm trying to like I do the anti social media where I just like do dumb shit with buddies. Now that's it. That's all it's going to be. And if we can't grow a thing because of it, then so be it. I'd rather no one listen than have to succumb to me doing a stupid dance on the street for fucking listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing that I think is important with social media understand of why it's also bad is the amount of data that we provide on ourselves to these companies and what that data is being used for. I am literally just helping companies understand you to a ridiculous level that you don't even realize to a ridiculous level. It's uh, it's scary, and it's only going to get worse as as AI platforms become more powerful at analyzing data. It's only going to get worse and worse and worse. You think targeted ads are bad right now? Just wait. It's fucking nuts. I haven't been on Facebook in a while, but like I got back on it and uh, for the show, and it's targeting me and asking me to fill out surveys about consumer products. And I'm like, this is just fucking normal now? Like, people are okay with this? Like, I haven't heard any conversations about it. It must have just been a slow rollout that people got used to. And then the next generation is going to be that much more used to. They have to get that house hippo shit back out and start teaching kids because their parents won't. About, like, corporations aren't to be trusted. They will sell you anything. And it's it's all these multi-level things where... One person comes up with an idea and they've, they're they like, well, maybe it's not morally right, but the person above me would stop it if it's not. Well, the person above me would stop it. Well, they wouldn't have suggested it down here if this wasn't right. So it, everybody has no culpability for the shit that they do. And it is wild. I got into an argument with somebody recently about real estate agents. I'm like, they help to drive up the cost of the things. Like, well, they're making, you know, their money. So you can't really blame them. 
I'm like, yeah, but they were aware of what was happening and no one stopped it so that they could keep making money. Morally, that's not right. And, like, yeah, it's a whole thing, but... Yeah. Yeah, we could get into that on a whole other podcast. Because I know some people that approve mortgages. Uh, like, real estate agents, yes, they've incre- they've contributed to the increase in the market, and a lot of them are scummy beyond belief because they're just trying to make bank. Starting it's out a system bidding that's wards because they know each other. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a system that's designed to... Uh, and for them to basically want to sell for as much as possible, right? Yeah. Because it's commission-based. But what's really... There's a larger issue, and that comes with the underwriters and the actual people submitting the mortgages, the the brokers, the stories I've heard and the sketchy shit that mortgage brokers do. Oh, my God. I know a broker that lied on an application for someone saying that they had three years of work experience when it was just college. They basically treated the person's school experience as work experience. Yeah. That's not, and you know, that's not going to have any negative effects, right? When the guy can't or can't afford to pay for his, uh, his mortgage, it's, it's not going to affect everything. It's not, it's not going to affect, uh, you know, and it's not going to affect that person. It's not going to affect his life down the road when he can't get credit for anything. No, no, I know. Right. This is, this is the thing. Like when you're incentivized to just sell, 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 sell. uh, And that's all you care about is what's the bottom line. How does it affect me? How it hits my pocket? You do stupid things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you got to feed your family and I get that, but there, there, there was at no point, no one walked up to the government and like, Hey, like this is the way that it's looking. We should all be concerned. And the government was happy to take foreign money for a long time because they would get all of the taxes on the purchases and the sales and the land taxes and everything goes up. So the city is happy to charge a little bit more for taxes because the house values are going up. And yeah. And then everybody charges me rent <laughs> and like $2,100 a month plus utilities and bills. That's yeah. more than half of my income just gone. And yeah, mm-hmm. but 